Hey everyone, welcome back to the Global Markets Huddle and today is an extra special episode because we would like to greet everyone happy 170th year anniversary guys so hopefully everyone's doing well how are you Clive? I'm doing great and excited for the 170 years <laughs> of course and syempre I know everyone is also excited because it's not just that we are celebrating 170th milestone of BPI we also have a very special guest today, no other than the man himself, our president, T.G. Limcalco. How are you today, T.G.? Hey, good. Uh, happy anniversary. Happy 170 years, Clive Jess. All right. Good so to it, be here. There you go. It feels like we're only 17 years old plus the zero at the end, so that's how we're going to put it that way. Now, let's jump into it right away, T.G. I know there's a lot of questions coming in, and let me kick off with our 170th anniversary theme. It's reinvent. Can you talk to us a little bit more about this and why is this the theme for this year? Well, Jess, reInvent really is a call to action on our part for people to think about why BPI has lasted 170 years, right? You don't last 170 years. You don't become the best bank in the country, the oldest bank, the most permanent bank in the country by being static. You're constantly reinventing yourself. You're constantly finding new ways to be meaningful to our customers. And that's the call we make again this year, that in times of the pandemic, we reinvented ourselves, we and as I look forward to the next 10 years, the next 50 years, and as I look forward to the next 170 years, we've got to constantly remember, reinvent, rethink, improve. And that's the call to action. That's the only way we remain relevant that's the only way we become leaders. And so, guys, at this 170th year, let's not get complacent. Let's continue to reinvent banking, reinvent ourselves. And, and what I like in, in that um, email teaser that we had, it says reinvent banking for a better and more inclusive Philippines. And we are with you on that one, TG. Now, I know Clive has a question for you. Go ahead, Clive. Yeah, I'm going to jump off from that reinvent word. Uh, the pandemic has reinvented a lot of things that we do on a daily basis. And one of them is the hybrid workplace. A lot of us have been working from home. So what about 170 years and moving forward? It seems that uh, work from home is now a part of our lives. Is that something that we can expect to be something a little bit more permanent for us, for the innovators? Well, Clive, to be honest, it's, it's a work in progress. I think what this has shown us, uh, the last... Uh, 15 months is shown that we can work from home the bank has been able to operate and operate quite well uh, and so obviously as we re as we adjust to people's needs what people want uh, what our customers need and what our customers want we can consider uh, a situation where people can work from home for a certain part of their time so i let me be very clear that working from home is not the be-all and end-all for everyone, right? Uh, clearly, I think there's a lot to be had from the interaction that we have with each other and interaction over Zoom, interaction over the phone or Viber just does not quite cut it. Yeah. You lose the personal touch, right? Uh, and especially, I think from a management point of view, the interaction that you have with people, the ability to learn, the ability to cooperate, to find talent, I think that takes personal and person-to-person -person meetings, right? How do you build trust over a, a video call? It's very hard to build trust, right? And therefore, as we, we look for leadership, as we look for new blood to, to keep this, this back going and the new leadership, 
we will want to see and interact with people. And I think that's the call to action, that uh, there's got to be a great balance between working from home. Yes, it's great. Yes, it's nice. But coming into the office, interacting with colleagues, building that trust, building that camaraderie, building that that faith in each other and that teamwork, mm -hmm. that esprit de corps really matters. Mm -hmm. And that only can be built at the office. So it's going to be a balance. Okay. All right. Now, actually, in itself, like availability to work from home is a reinventing in itself. As mentioned by uh, Clive mm -hmm. and as expanded by TG, and, and we're all um, excited on how it rolls further, and not just that, but also in the things that BPS is going to roll out. Now, maybe others have heard about this, and um, for those who have been counting how many days you have been with BPI, let me put it <laughs> auspiciously, maybe august marks your 100th day as president of the bank and how has been that for you so far tg first jesse purely coincidental that it's 100 days in august <laughs> one, right? purely fate uh, but it's been great jess uh it's been super i've enjoyed it a lot it's been challenging uh i've learned a lot I've reconnected with so many people. I, I visited a number of branches and, 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 and spoken with the frontliners. And I am overwhelmed by the enthusiasm, by the energy of this bank and of this organization. It, it remains to be the organization that I've always known to be of people who are committed uh, to our customers, who desire to help. Uh, and I think that's the thing that uh, really enthuses me. I, I feel the desire, I can feel the energy in people, uh, but I can also feel some of the frustrations. And I think that's what I'm trying to break. I'm trying to work with the management team, with the leadership team, uh, to, to not only make it uh, a pleasant experience for our customers, but also to make it pleasant for our, our colleagues and our, our, our team members here. Because if we're happy, our customers are happy, everyone's happy. So really, you know, just uh, Clive, my mantra is we need to be excellent at our customer service. And for me, excellent customer service starts with being excellent managers to see the needs of our of our, our of our colleagues and our team members and our frontliners. All right, so talagang, uh, we we're looking forward to that for many more 100 days ahead of that. Clive, anything else from your side? Yeah, I just have one more question for you, TG. Um, for an institution as old as PTI, 170 years, it stood the test of time. How do we ensure that we're actually staying relevant to the Gen Zs, to the millennials, and to the young Filipinos who generally have a different set of values when they talk about when we talk about their attitudes in terms of uh, investment, savings, uh, and financial literacy in, in general? Ah, see, Clive, this is where we have to change our mindset. You just said they have a different set of values. They don't. They have the okay. same set of values, but they communicate it differently, right? Okay. Uh, everyone yeah. wants a secure future. Everyone wants to be treated nice. Everyone wants to be treated with respect. We all have the same core values. Let's remember that. And the only way we remain relevant, Clive, Jesse, is that we need to listen to our customers, pay attention, uh, and, and, and really be honest and listen to them and understand their their, their pain points, understand what they want. Because as a financial institution, as the leading financial institution in the country, we have the power to, 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 to make those things happen, to solve their issues. Uh, and what we need to do is make sure that we're relevant to them. We, we need to communicate in their language. We need to address them and access them through the tools that they use. And that's why for me, it's very important 
that uh, you said it. It's the Gen Z, the you know the, the younger people uh, that we need to to attract and to to become our customers because those are the customers of the future, right? Uh, and so we need to really go and push the digital uh, platforms that we are working on. Uh, I, I I've really worked on on my team and my management team to have the businesses really consider what digital means to their business, how digital can transform their business not only to make their operations more efficient or to cut our costs, but we really we should use digital to acquire more customers and to serve our customers better, to make, to make you know, it a better customer experience for them. And we need to get that mindset where we're thinking, what else can we put on our platforms that will make our customers happy, right? Uh, get away from the mindset that, what do we put on the platform so that it can lower our costs? No, the mindset is what can we put on our platforms to make our customers happy? It, and it, that's how we remain relevant. That's how we remain relevant. It, and you know what? That's what I like with, with your uh, speech that way, uh, TG. You've been mentioning it's always about the client. It's not about how it's easier for us. It's not about how we save for mm. us, but it's always about the, the client. Yeah. And maybe you just want to expand a little bit more on that one. Um, just because it's, it's, it's really, you said, you know, we're building a better Philippines. We don't build a better Philippines by building a better bank. We build a better Philippines by making our customers better, right? That's right. That's, that's that's right. right. And, and you, Sorry to interrupt you, Jess. No, no, that, that's fine. That's fine. And, and thank you for, for always being like, you're one of the boys, right? Let me put it that way. So we're just yeah. going to talk like friends. Thank you. And, uh, and, and what I like about that is because we are our clients as well in one way or the other so and, yeah. and, and let me go yep. back to one of your speeches before that you treat your we treat our clients the same way we want others to treat us yeah. as clients as well which is which is a great thing for for that one now maybe let me go to my next question tg um 170 years is an achievement in itself but uh, what you've mentioned you cannot just sit on that and say i'm done because that is not the way to reinvent things so that means there's something we look yeah. forward to so what are the things that employees maybe our clients of course our stakeholders can look forward to the 171st year and, and beyond well just first of all the call to action is let's keep the customers at the top front and center mm. of our thinking this year next year right and if we do that right uh and we we plan our businesses right i think we will see a, a very changed way of the way we we interact with our customers I, I think in the next couple of years we'll see many many more of our customers coming on board digitally right uh we'll see a lot more customers we will see a lot more customers uh, more than ever that we've thought before. Today, we have about 8 million customers. I can see that growing exponentially if we execute our digital strategy properly. Right. Uh, secondly, I think we will find ourselves with a much broader customer base. We are, we are committed uh, to pursuing financial inclusion uh, through the years, which means we will go beyond our traditional market uh, and we will try to bank the unbanked, whether that's a deposit product or some other product uh, we are looking at those ways because we can only build a better country if we get as many people to be part of the financial system, right? So to me, those are the two key things uh, that I think we must re remember as part of our, our heritage that as BPI, we're here for the country. Uh, for the next 170 years, we should continue to think that way. And we need to look at 
the whole population as our target customer base rather than what we used to do traditionally, which was just look at the, a certain segment. And I would love this bank to be very focused on the broad swath of, of, of customers and the population as our potential customers. All right. And something to look forward to. Clyde, do you have anything else from your side? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Now, <laughs> I have a question. One more, uh, TG. I know I've said I have one more, but this is one more plus this question. Um, last month, we celebrated the anniversary of BPI Family Savings Bank, and uh, there is another milestone um, initiative, we may put it that way, the hashtag one BPI. Now, uh, what are we going to be expecting for that maybe? And uh, again, same thing, um, for to, to be a stronger BPI, we just want to hear that from you, TG. Well, you know, I've always loved Family Bank, right? Uh, family Bank has always been close to my heart. Family Bank was a leader in consumer banking. But as I, as I told uh, the team at Family Bank, it's time. You know, like any mother-daughter tandem, eventually the daughter grows up, begins to look like the mother, and soon, more or less, the daughter looks like the mom, and before you know it, they're one. And that's where we are, right? That's where we are today. Uh, a one BPI will ensure that our customers have no confusion at all, right? Uh, it's a solid brand. It's the BPI brand. Does the family ever lose? Uh, does this family ever not become part of BPI? No. The great things about Family Bank uh, will be transported into BPI. We will continue to push the consumer side. We will continue to push, you know, uh, trying to fulfill the dreams of families at BPI. And actually, it's better because now we can directly sell the Family Bank products in all BPI branches. So together, we, we solidify the identity. There's no brand confusion. Uh, many of the duplicate uh, back office regulatory things that we had to do can be eliminated because it's under one institution. So it's so much better across the whole institution and for our customers, right? Uh, when I was Family Bank president, I used to get so many questions about people like, What's the difference between family bank and BPI? Or I went into a family bank and I couldn't deposit my BPI check. I, Duh, yeah, right? <laughs> so, but, but the customer doesn't understand that. They see BPI and they think it's one. And so it will be. And again, it goes back to what the customers will benefit from, what will yeah. be easier for them and to help them most out of their financial needs. And, and we are going to be excited for that. And we'll look forward to that. And before we let you off, TG, I know this is an anniversary month and you've done your speech during the kickoff in our anniversary. Um, but then again, any messages you want to say to the Unibankers who's listening in right now? Maybe you're not seeing them yet physically, but you know, I'm sure they would like to hear from you. No, I, I mean, thanks Jess and Clyde for this opportunity. But really to all my teammates, all the Unibankers out there, happy 170th anniversary, congratulations for you know the, the past years and really for holding through and you know standing your ground as, as CPC used to say uh, during this pandemic we have a great year ahead of us I want to thank you for the super warm welcome of the 100 100 now 102 days that have passed right but uh, seriously guys we have a long way to go and but it's going to be easy if we just keep the customers in mind understand that customer excellence is key to the success of this institution. Treat your customer as you want to be treated, right? Be nice, do it right, um, always, and, and make it easy for the customers. And we will 
last another 170 years plus. And so, guys, congratulations, happy 170 years, and don't forget, reinvent, reinvent yourselves. And thank you very much, DG, for that. Happy anniversary to you too, and congratulations to your first 100 days, and we're all excited for more days to come in DPI. So thank you very much to all our listeners as well right now. Happy anniversary to all of you. Please do stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you soon in our next episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.